Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Leaders in Value Chain podcast. I am your host, Radu Palamariu, and very happy to have with us today Keith Svensson, who is the CEO of APM Terminals. So APM Terminals, 20,000 people, operates 75 ports and terminals in 40 countries, one of the largest port operators in the world, one of those companies that, that basically keep the global trade flowing and running. And I'm very happy to have Keith with us today to tell us a little bit more about the business, about himself and about how he sees things. So maybe to set the scene, Keith grew up himself close to one of the big Danish ports. I hope I'll pronounce it correctly. Is Estbjerg and joined Maersk as a cadet at the age of 16. So Keith, I hope I said it correctly and what a career. Thank you, Radu, and thank you for having me on the podcast. And uh, I think your Danish is off to a good start. <laughs> I'm practicing. <laughs> the more I deal with uh, with Maersk and with uh, yeah with with my Danish friends, I I, I hope I'll get better. But uh, but yes, you basically spent uh, what close to thirty plus years yeah within the Maersk Group, now CEO of APM Terminals. I'd love to to start by asking you when you look back all the way from sixteen to where you are now, what were some of the key inflection points? You know, some of those moments of time in your career where you look back and say, wow, this really made a difference for me. Yeah. And thank you for that question. It's, it's a, as you know, when you look back, everything makes sense. So when I reflect on, on my own journey, so I grew up, as you said, in this uh, port city on the Danish West coast that was filled with uh, shipping, offshore fishing and general cargo. And, and, and I think the first inflection point in hindsight that I got was I got lucky with my parents and uh, my family. So I come out of this family where on one side there were commercial fishermen and owned a small fleet of ships and and the, on the other side they were they were in trucking companies so I grew up in an environment where nobody was employed so everybody was self-employed so the inflection point I the first inflection point in my life ended up with with two very important fundamental beliefs about life understanding business from an owner's perspective because that was the only thing I knew and then the I, I would say a deep love for the sea, uh, just by by observation and uh, being part of it from a young age. So when I look back, I, I I think the love to the sea and the maritime world and trade is 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 what has has kept me in this uh, fantastic industry for the last three decades, and and I think my approach to business has been shaped more than anything about my upbringing in a family based environment where where people are owning their own businesses. No, absolutely. And now specifically ports, most uh, most of us, uh, whether we actually work in supply chain, we have a lot of people uh, listening uh, to this podcast, uh, global supply chains, global operations, global value chains, but typically we don't really think ports, airports, infrastructure, we, you know, we tend to kind of take it for granted. We one uh, on one side, perhaps we don't fully grasp the importance of it. On the other side, also the impact uh, of a good port towards a community, a country, and the the overall development of an area. So I wanted to start also there. Uh, I know you have one or two examples of where APM went and developed a port, and the whole community flourished. So I'd love to perhaps share some of these stories because I think it gets um, it gets the right focus on why ports are so key. Yeah, I'm of, co- of course very biased about how great ports are or, or transport and shipping and logistics in general. But I, I, I think maybe if you zoom out and you 
I mean, everybody understands how important it is to a country or city when you have a a great airport, right? You, it's easy to travel somewhere. People come to your location, and it it just facilitate it facilitates movement of people and connections and trade and business and relationships, and and ports are doing the same thing for trade. Given that over 90% of, of everything we trade with, with each other is moved by sea, it is really impossible to move uh, all this cargo with, without the ports of the world. As uh, globalization uh, really accelerated the last uh, 30 plus years and, and ships uh, both grew in size and numbers, there's been this fantastic growth in requirements to, to the ports of the world. And at that intersection is where APM Terminals is, is working in, in, in many countries of the world. So the first thing about ports that is exciting is that a country needs it for its economy. It needs it for its exports, its imports, to yep. make sure that the economy is, is efficient. And then... Uh, Typically, countries will then invite the countries or companies like ours to compete for the privilege to run their ports. And if I make it specific, the last port we we finished was in Costa Rica on the Caribbean side in a in a location called Moin. This is the large the largest fruit export port in the world. And um, before the port, uh, all the fruit was being moved in traditional general cargo uh, refrigerated vessels. And um, and it's been doing it's been going like this for years and years and years, and the, and the government decided to containerize uh, and modernize the economy and 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 build this port, which we were lucky enough to to win. And the impact when you do these uh, social economic studies of what the impact is before and after. So before we had traditional port, now we have modern port. It's actually the most efficient port in the entire. Latin South America range now it's five years old and and what the the experts are saying is uh, so it generates a lower cost for trade as a percentage of GDP which is what the economists are looking at so you are making the country more efficient yeah but for the people you are creating jobs and you're creating better jobs because um, in this case uh, safety is better you're bringing in a company like ourselves who operate at international and high standards, so the jobs become better. And then the then there's all these secondary and territory effects of you know the CSI efforts and ESG efforts that we put back into the country. So you know there's no carbon in this port. There's schools that's being funded. There's a nursery for turtles there that used to live on the beach. There's and there's economic growth in that city, which has been deprived for a long time. And um, the economist estimates that for Costa Rica, this could mean uh, well over 100,000 jobs in the economy just at this point. And in the lifetime of the port, it could really make a meaningful difference. So I think it's a great story where because you build infrastructure that works well, the cost of transport is going down to a point that it has an impact on GDP. On people, it gives uh, better jobs. It lifts the standard for for uh, for skills in in society. It generates more uh, economic growth in the entire ecosystem, and I think I, it also lifts the bars for what good looks like. 
So maybe other people have something to aspire to in, in a place where that has not been possible before. And when you put it all together, it, it really makes a, a positive impact uh, on, on that location. And that's true for many, many locations around the world. So, mm-hmm. so ports is a really an enabler for trade and, and uh, improving lives uh, for people around them. And of course, there's, um, there's many challenges in operating a global business uh, within ports. You as the global CEO, um, I wanted to also ask you, you have this, you know, this uh, tension on, on the one side, uh, the more automated, the more efficient a port is, the, the better it is. On the other side, there's many places in the world, there's unions, there's lack of, there's a shortage of workers. There's many countries in this world where people perhaps don't necessarily want to work in a port type of an environment. How how are you thinking about this? How are you kind of planning uh, to to address some of this uh, some of these challenges? So so I think it starts with uh, really uh, appreciating that uh, since humanity invented the wheel, technology has uh, has been driving us uh, forward as a as a species, you could say, right? So we we continue to find ways to do things more efficient. And for the infrastructure, in this case, the ports to work, there is this, um, I would say, ongoing need to find a way to operate these assets more and more efficient uh, every day and, and to capture the, the growth in, in trade. Our, our Before it becomes about the automation for us, uh, Radu, right? We, we have a belief in APM terminals that, it's the women and men of uh, of our company that is really it's their hands that moves uh, world trade. So, so we we have this uh, approach to our operation that's based on on lean, which is really a people based system for how you how you make things safer, uh, higher quality, uh, lower cost, and, and and better delivery to the customers and things. And and automation plays into into that uh, equation. And and I think as you as you rightfully said, right? So automation uh, really, depending on where you are in the world, it can be an opportunity to um, to improve safety. Uh, we ports are, are a dangerous place to be, and separating human beings from from trucks and and cranes is is uh, has proven to be the number one thing we can do to to really reduce accidents. Uh, so that's. Uh, that 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 is 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 important, and then we have certain parts of the world where in China, where we have a joint venture in Qingdao in in Japan, it, it is very clear that people in these countries do not want to work in the ports, and maybe even in the case of Japan, with with a shrinking population, there will be a date very soon where where if we don't automate the work, it's difficult to see how we, we will actually keep the, the trade flowing. And uh, and then in other parts of the world, uh, we need to create jobs because that's uh, that's really what matters. So, so automation uh, lives in that spectrum. And uh, what we believe in and, and what I think is what's gonna happen is that we will use automation together with humans uh, for as long as we operate uh, and we will, Everywhere where we can make it safer, we will do that because that's our number one commitment uh, to the teams out there. And then depending on uh, on where we are in the world and and, and how the needs uh, of, of that particular lo- location is, there will either be more or less automation. Uh, 
but but I think it's it, it it's probably fair to say that uh, twenty years from now, it it is difficult to imagine that in many parts of the world that we we have the luxury of of uh, of the access to uh, to people who wants to work in in certain jobs in in our industry, and we need to find some solutions to how how to deal with that if if that is indeed the case. So. Uh, in Rotterdam, for instance, we have automated some of the horizontal transport within the, the ports. In many places, we have automated the gates into the, the terminals exactly as it is on a highway. When we drive on, uh, we get a ticket and, and we move on. So, so there's probably, you know, um, good solutions to certain things. And then other places, uh, through Lean, we believe that humans is going to continue to be able to, to do a better job than machines for as long as we can see and on the point of attracting uh, attracting talent and again i'm i'm passionate about this this business i grew uh i grew to be passionate because i, I my background wasn't in uh, wasn't in logistics wasn't in trade wasn't in supply chain um but over the course of the last 10 15 years uh, i've i've come to appreciate it a lot however a lot of people coming out of universities are not perhaps dreaming of becoming, you know, a logistician or, a, uh, you know, an expert in ports and, and so on. So I guess one question, I'm sure this is something that you as the CEO and ensuring the long-term development of APM terminals think a lot is how to, how do you attract this young, talented people um, to the industry um, and, and to make a difference? Yeah, I, this is something I think a lot about and um, given the, uh, what I just said is that we believe that the superpower we have is the, is my colleagues out in the terminals. It it uh, our entire approach to to our business hinges on the fact that we we have uh, talented, committed, and and uh, in, engaged uh, colleagues uh, in out in in every port and in in the offices we're in. I think what is really important uh, with the entire transport industry, but uh, but uh, let me just talk for port here is that. We, we really have to tell the, the story uh, and and educate and show people what it is that we do. There is this uh, beautiful quote from the late uh, French uh, writer Antoine Saint-Esprit, who says, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them to tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. And I think if you think about that statement, then if and and you think about what it is that the ports do uh, transforming communities for there is a a fantastic human uh, dimension to our business in terms of teams and and leadership for the people who wants to go that direction you you really get to to do something with other people and then uh, you get to uh, deal with complexity, which uh, a lot of talented people uh, in, enjoys. So uh, across supply chain, shipping, and uh, and, and ports, uh, one of the things that is truly exciting about this is the complexity of the problem solving. And uh, yeah. I, I have seen uh, now for, for many years that when we show people these things come together, then they really get excited about it. And then uh, when people get in, they, they tend to stay, which is rewarding. But but um, 
it, it's not never something we can take for granted. And uh, in, in, in APM terminals and in mask in general, we're spending a lot of resources on, uh, on incentivizing uh, young people to come in and talk with us and, and then spend a lot of resources and, uh, on, on actually educating, showing, giving them the opportunities. And, and I think so far we, we, we've been able to, to be successful with this, but it's not something we will take uh, for granted ever. So I, I hope that the coming generations are also going to get hooked on, uh, on, on global uh, transportation and ports and, and the wonderful things that we actually are doing for the world and the impact it actually has. One mm. thing I, we, we've been working on for a while, which I, I personally are very committed to and, and motivated by, but I can see is, is important for, for talent, is that uh, we really have this greatest challenge on, on cutting uh, emissions and and combating uh, global uh, warming. And uh, whilst uh, increasing trade, which is, is the key driver of global prosperity. So uh, given that logistics stands for 11% of total emissions, and uh, you know the terminals and the ports are a very small part of that, but they are part of the challenge. I really see uh, all over the world that the talent that has joined us uh, the last five years, this is a major point for them that uh, they, they want they want us to solve some of these bigger problems. And I think, you know, that, that fits very well into, into the overall mask uh, commitment. And uh, we are working very hard uh, to, to drive down our pollution uh, footprint, our emissions, our, all the negativity that is around this argument. We are part of the, the solution now. And I, I, I can see that creates a lot of uh, energy and, and commitment, which is uh, super rewarding to see. And I, I remember it was about five, five, six years ago, I was interviewing a CEO, uh, actually also part of Maersk. Um, and and, and I, I told him, look, uh, logistics is not really seen as, uh, as sexy. What can we do? And then his reply basically stopped me in my tracks. And I still remember the moment. Uh, it's been a while ago, but I remember it. He said, what do you mean it's not sexy, Radu? It is very sexy. Tell you why. We are basically enabling trade. But beyond these big words... I basically know that through the work we do, we help, you know, people in Costa Rica, in Latin America, sell bananas or in Philippines, sell bananas in markets where they would not have access to make money to support their families. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen the benefits that that brings them. And even if it's a very simple example with bananas, of course, global trade is, reflects everything that we trade in this world. But it's a huge impact, Radu. And I do believe that my job is incredibly important. And the energy with which he said it, the passion, the, it, it was just, for me, it was like, wow. <laughs> so uh, um, I, I'm saying this because uh, also I know that you, uh, you, you, Keith, you're active also on social media. There's, there's quite a few of these things that matter a lot, that it becomes personal because ultimately people don't join a company they don't join uh, they they join other people right i mean yes they join the purpose they join a vision they of course they want to have some meaning but ultimately it's driven by people to people and uh, and i think this type of stories and i also loved your your example with costa rica it's what will attract more young talent into the industry i i think that's spot on and and um, i i also think that there is actually as there always has been and always will be big challenges that we need to overcome and solve. At the moment, 
when we started to focus, for instance, on the carbon issue, right? I mean, the, the teams and a lot of them, uh, young, talented people, found a, a way to reduce our, you know, black electricity with 40% within 12 months, right? 40% within 12 months. And uh, they now have made a plan for how we can reduce it to 70% our footprint by the end of the decade. And at the same time, they are helping locally with all kinds of things from ranging from removing plastic from the oceans to... So I see this movement of commitment that is put into problem solving. And it's it's very tangible because it's it's right in front of your eyes. And and with the ports, there is, it is very hard to to maybe understand if you have never been in one but if you if you come to a traditional not working port it 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 kind of you know you feel it right away right i mean this is, doesn't feel safe it's you can see it's not efficient you understand that there's a cost to this that somebody has to pay it's uh, maybe the people don't look uh, you can see in their eyes that they are not uh, engaged and then you can see the same place a while after where you have motivated uh, people where their eyes light up. You can see the, the efficiency and feel that it's working. And you can understand at so many different levels the positive impact that it does. And, and I think when you have felt that, then, uh, then there's no going back. So, uh, so I, I, I think our job is to, uh, is to show, it is to engage, it is to... It is really to invite the people to become part of, of solving some of these very real challenges and, and making good while doing it. And uh, lucky there's a lot of talented uh, people from all over the world that find this interesting. And uh, I, I, for me, that's a privilege to be part of such a group. Mm. So I, I got to ask you, so let's, let's, let's make it personal. For you, Keith, when you think you know as as the ceo and you go in all these places 75 ports there's a there's a lot yeah <laughs> i hope you don't need to go to each and every one of them every year <laughs> then you <laughs> you don't have enough days even but what makes you most proud right as as the leader of the organization when you go when you walk into a port into a, an office into an apm terminals setup what makes you most proud so I, for me, this is an easy answer, right? What I'm most proud of is is my colleagues. Uh, I call them my teammates, but I see myself as a chief energy officer, if you could, uh, being responsible for directing, challenging, and rewarding all the, all these great people to do uh, the right things every day. And no matter how good uh, our strategies are or how great the technologies we, we try to come up with, it goes uh, to say for me that Unless our people really commit their heartfelt energy behind our purpose and deliver this extraordinary experience for each other and the customers every day, uh, you know our our role in the world is uh, is not very exciting. And 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 what what I I am most uh, happy about and what gives me most energy is actually to visit uh, my colleagues and and experience that and uh, and uh, I continue to be impressed with the mountains they move and the problems they solve and and how they progress us uh, as a community around these ports. Um, and, and that is at the heart of our belief on how we operate in company, right? So as, as, as I mentioned earlier, technology is a tool. Uh, people is what powers uh, 
global supply chains and uh, it's for sure what powers APM terminals. And I like to ask this uh, because you, you've obviously, uh, you have an extremely successful career, CEO of a large global company. If you were to give some pieces of advice to younger professionals or mid-stage professionals in their careers, uh, what helped you most be successful? What would that advice be? I think there's three things that that is really important. The first is to to stay curious or continue to learn. I know a lot of uh, successful people, and what I have learned over the years is that it, it's really important to continue to learn and and educate oneself. It, this is a lifelong journey, not uh, something we finish with after university or or whatever education we are coming from. And, and personally, I, I listen and read a lot. Uh, that's the channels that works best for me to get inspiration. And I, I try to really get inspiration from people outside uh, my domain and industry and, and learn from the very best in the world. And then I have never met a wise person who is not curious and doesn't, doesn't ask a lot of questions. So my, my first advice to, to those who, who are on the way up is to uh, really stay curious and continue to learn. The second thing is that people need to raise their hand and ask. I think it's really important that people ask for the responsibilities and to take ownership for the outcomes. Every good and exciting job, including the CEO jobs, really go to people who take responsibility for outcomes and deliver on them. So my advice would be to you know, lean in, take the challenges and take responsibility. And then the, the final one is that I don't think there's any any uh, getting around uh, commitment and hard work. And it, it, it requires a discipline, diligence, effort, and to get things done. And uh, I, I don't know anybody who has gotten to an exciting outcome in jobs, and there's many of them, unless they have put in a lot of, uh, of effort into it. So my advice would be to, to really spend the time on something people have passion for, because if not, it's not possible to outwork uh, the average. And, uh, and finally, I would say it's important to have fun and, and be around people that you like and respect, because uh, that's, one of, uh, that's one of life's uh, big gifts. And uh, we don't have to take things too seriously all the time. So uh, stay curious, raise your hand, and there's no getting around hard work. Love the the three things. And yeah, I I, I myself, I, I will admit that for a long time, I looked for some sort of a shortcut to success, <laughs> um, especially when I was a bit younger now. I'm not that I'm necessarily old now, but uh, maybe with, with enough um, punches in my face, I've, I've learned that perhaps there is no shortcut. <laughs> and and perhaps, you know, hard work consistent over a long period of time doing, uh, again, things that you're passionate of and surrounding yourself with people that push you to be better. That tends to work fairly, fairly well, but it's not necessarily short. <laughs> it's, it's not short. And it's, uh, it's difficult uh, to to understand this when you're young, obviously, at least it was, uh, it was not completely clear to me, at least, uh, but I, I had this love for the for the sea and, and transportation. And so, and I had a lot of passion for that. And I think uh, that that kind of drove me ahead. And I everybody I know, who has done something interesting, and this is from business to to government, to nonprofit, to sports, 
is somebody they they like what they do i i really they like the people they're around and i i think this is really important and the most developing thing we can do is to surround ourselves with people who are good and hopefully better than ourselves that we can learn from so i would say uh, pick carefully and one of the gifts we have in in ap Mala mask is that uh, i have a lot of talented colleagues uh, which really continues to push me and i is one of the things i appreciate the most about our company Love it. Well, Keith, been a pleasure. Thanks a lot for uh, for joining us today, and uh, wishing you a super successful and fun 2024. Thank you very much, Hado. I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk with you today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to go to www.elcotglobal.com and click the podcast button for all the show notes of the interview. Also, subscribe to our mailing list to get our latest updates first. If you're listening through a streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify or Stitcher, we would appreciate a kind review. Five star works best to keep us going and our production team happy. And of course, share it with your friends. I'm most active on LinkedIn, so do feel free to follow me. And if you have any suggestions on what what to do and who to invite next, don't hesitate to drop me a note. And if you're looking to hire top executives in supply chain or transform your business, of course, contact us as well to find out how we can help.